We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everybody? Week 11, Underworld Stack Fest here on rotogrinders.com, brought to you by Player Profiler. I don't think I've ever gotten that out of my mouth without stumbling without stumbling over Tricky. all of that. But I am your host, Eric Meinfort, as always, joined by these two lovely gentlemen, Matthew. That was I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that I'm gonna pull that one oh back. My Matthew God, the Matthew thing on me. Kelly and Dario Austin. Well, you're a Matthew based on the uh pre-show story you you told us that's not a matt story that's a matthew that's a matthew story getting that was a on, matthew story getting, getting i went full matthew i went full yeah. matthew i uh I, I i i didn't change a tire i had a flat tire and i ended up calling a tow truck and it was I, when i got to the when i got to the uh the repair shop the guys let me have it <laughs> that way in a very subtle way because i'm about to spend some money you know, on, you know, premium, low profile tires with these guys, <laughs> but they knew exactly how to get me on the defensive. And uh, I'm sure you told that them, way. like, can you guys hurry up? Because I have to go talk about fantasy football in uh, a few minutes for a living. I'm sure that that really uh, helped out with, you know, the blue collar guys down at the, the repair shop. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I made sure I told them that I had, I had bona fides. I'm like, I used to, I used to, you know. <laughs> I used to work at a gas station where I used to change tires. It used to be my whole thing. I used to they used to be my that used to be my whole day. I used to back in the day we used to have full service used to have full service gas stations, just so everybody knows. It used to be a thing where you didn't pump your own gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't and a lot of people didn't pay with credit card, they paid with cash. 
So then you would go get change. And so that I would pump their gas and then they would give me like you know, $20. I remember gas was a dollar 24 when I was, this is how old I am. Very old. I'm dating myself. Once again, gas was a, I remember it was a dollar 24. I used to be the one that had to change the price. I had the mm. suction cup. I had the long pole, the <laughs> suction cups to change the pricing right on the, on the gas station slash you know, service repair shop. And so my job, I had everything. I was the tire guy, anything tires I did because the other guys didn't want to be bothered with it. And they were like, can you do the tire? We'll show you how to plug tires and change tires. And you know, there's this whole thing where there's this whole soapy thing you put around the tire and, you zip, zip, uh, and it's pretty cool, you know? And uh, so I got pretty efficient uh, with it. So then the, the idea that I would actually have to tow my car in with a flat <laughs> tire was just really, it re I was, I was tail between my legs, man, going <laughs> into that place. Whoa. Well, hopefully we won't be tail between our legs uh, after, after this show. Dario, I, I say this like most weeks, but I do plenty of research and everything like that before this show. A lot of the times I try to get my, um, conviction play tags or whatever we call them now in uh, lineup HQ. I try to get like the core of my process fleshed out a little bit, but you know, things change injuries, whatever. But then this show helps me kind of fine tune some of these thoughts, right? We, you guys have some, some different angles to things. We build some lineups with your optimizer. I see things like the stupid Joe Mixon thing. Sometimes I ignore them like Joe, Joe, oh, like Joe Mixon. the optimizer was screaming at you. <laughs> yes. And I did. I just said, every, no, every no, lineup, no. man. yeah, no, Crazy. we don't want that. We don't want that. Um, little, little bit of bias, but this week, I'll be honest with you. I don't even like know where to start. Honestly, I feel like there's a few games for sure that stick out and we'll talk about those. But even then, they're kind of funky. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, we'll get to the Bills Browns game, which is funky for a lot of different reasons. But the first game I do, I want to just go ahead and kind of dive right in and kick it to you is this Bears Falcons game, which like if you from a macro perspective, you step back, you're like, man, two crappy defenses, consolidated offenses, rushing quarterbacks. Khalil Herbert is out. There's a lot. But then you also say, well, yeah, but they're going to it's going to be run, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like there's mm -hmm. not going to be if two teams, if they both throw 15 times, would anyone be surprised? And that doesn't scream tournament upside, but each play has tournament upside. Like, how do I go about mm -hmm. this game, which seems appealing, but also has some kind of. Uh, red flags you know i came across this stat i think it was on twitter this morning that the bears and the falcons are both top five since 2000 in uh run rate so <laughs> they're both running the year like 2005 plus percent of the time in the last 22 seasons you oh think about God. how far football has come how much more pass heavy the league has become and these two teams are just totally leaning into that <laughs> dinosaur football that they're um i mean having some success with but yeah, I think that that's a great point. I mean, Cole Komet has been the tight end one over the last three weeks. He's got five touchdowns in that span. So I think he's a very tempting play. Like clearly he's got some chemistry with fields lately. We talked about Darnell Mooney being the field stretcher for fields, fields stretcher, perhaps. Ooh, he's a field <laughs> uh, stretcher. The field stretcher. I like Ooh. it. Ooh, but, uh, I was all right on the spot. <laughs> um <laughs> But he didn't really, you know, hit for us very big last week. But, you know, he's still getting pretty All solid target shares. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's someone that you want to kind of be continuing to mix in.
But also, I think the biggest thing is Fields is getting more and more expensive in DFS now that the pricing good. algorithms are just catching up to Thank the fact God. that he's a yeah, good. Thank, Thank good. God. Crank it. Get him up there. So, yeah, I, I know we're also... legit. We, we cheer for price increases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that way we can get more unique here. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I what think do you we're think? playing the hits, Eric. We're going to have to play the hits okay. again. I'm sorry. I hate to say that the name D with the P and the J. You know that guy. Yes. Yeah. The three name guy with those, those initials. Uh, and then the field stacks, and we're going to do the whole thing all over. We're going to do it all. You play the hits, man. We're going to play the hits. I do. There is a game, though, that I think Vegas has just. Dead. I haven't seen a game. We've talked about a couple of them, and we've nailed them every time. So I'm hoping uh, that we can stay. You know, every other week we have one of these games. I think I don't understand the Bengal Steelers line. That to okay. me seems like a game that's gonna have some points scored. So with a 40.5 total, that's the one that I I want to talk about because we talked about mixing and and in last week we we talked about pickings as a potential play and that didn't fire okay it didn't fire last week right oh mooney didn't fire last week that's mm-hmm. okay it's just how our process works we usually can just run through these games and be like okay throw that game out throw that game out throw that game out you know commanders texans goodbye jets patriots <laughs> never knew you right ram saints uh who Right. <laughs> and you just go through it. But then Bengal Steelers, I stop like, whoa, ho, ho, whoa, 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 whoa. Players I like in this game. Alert, 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 alert. This could go, this could go way over. So let's talk about this one a little a little bit then. Um, and then we can polish up the the Bears game. But I I do think this this one's interesting. These you know, it's week eleven. We we say we're gonna repeat some some of the stuff, but what I like about <clears throat> this kind of a game that I've said multiple times, it a lot of the times comes into play with like Seattle or 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 even like Broncos games and stuff where, you know, am I expecting this to be, you know, a 65 point shootout? Not really with these two offenses and these two coaching staffs. But when if I can get 28-27 and I know where the ball's going, yes, right? No yes. Jamar Chase, I know where the ball's going on Pittsburgh. Three dudes outside of the backfield. Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay. I know where the ball's going. So you don't need, you know, uh, when the Bills score, right? I mean, Diggs and Gabe are the priorities, but Knox can score. McKenzie can score. Singletary had two touchdowns, right? It can Hines is there now. It can be different guys in this type of a game. I do really like it because no one screams like, oh my God, this is, you know, they're not playing the Lions or they're not playing the Texans or whatever but I know where the football is going. And I yeah. just love that about, about stacks. Um, how do you feel about this one, Dario? I mean, I can't get the picture out of my head of TJ Watt just tormenting Joe Burrow in week <laughs> one. And TJ Watt is back from his torn peck that he suffered in that game. I think the biggest oh, sliver of hope for the Bengals is they have changed their offense quite significantly since then. We talked about this right around the cusp of like Jamar Chase's explosion this year before he got hurt, how they shifted to a more shotgun heavy offense and it was helping Burrow just like see the field better top to bottom, avoiding pressures. Their run game was actually improving out of the shotgun. And, you know, obviously that led to the massive Joe Mixon game. So I think that's the, 
that's the narrative that you know is in the Bengals' favor. But I'm still kind of worried about that ability of their offensive line to hold up against T.J. Watt and the Steelers' front seven. That they Please. just scored 42 points, bro. You really you're, 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 you're now worried on the Panthers. <laughs> I know, but you're now worried about the the Steelers' defense. I didn't know you were going to go Steelers defense on us. I usually know where, you, where you're going with stuff. I didn't know you were going to go Steelers defense with your cold water. I like I, I I like this. We'll throw your cold water on top of his on top of his cold water. I don't have Why any cold we... water. I have hot water. I think this is a this this screams hot water, George yes. Pickens breakout week. Chidobe Awuze was always one of the more athletic cornerbacks in the league. I remember when he came out, I was like, wow, he had one of those athletic profiles that really popped. And he's one of those corners that it they take time. They they take even longer than wide receivers oftentimes to, to develop. And it was in his second landing spot, boom, Chidobe Uze roared up and, and really became something special. This secondary has lost a lot of talent. And it's similar to you know the Ravens when they're at full strength, that defense is completely different. But when they don't have Humphrey and they don't have all the, then it's a different, it's a different matchup. So the Bengals are now not what they were in the secondary. And so and now they're coming off a bye week too for their offense to get things dialed. So I really I think this is a this is a fun game to play. There's not gonna be a lot of people playing it. There's ways to stack it. It's just you're gonna want to play some pickings. We always do, right? We know the upside for mm-hmm. pickings is hundred plus yards and two touchdowns. But I also think that this is a, a this is how many more weeks until Chase comes back? We only have how many weeks? Like the clock is ticking on T. Higgins without Chase. Possibly next week. Right. So this, this is another it, thing. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta get my I gotta get my Higgins in now, man. So I want to mm-hmm. play some Higgins. I want to play some Pickens. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm you guys know me. I'm playing the hits. Like I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dabble with a little Kenny Pickett. Right. Yeah, I'm okay. sure that's I'm sure that's the optimizer is gonna love Pick, Pickens again. Although Pickett charge, he, you know, it was his first week without Claypool last week because he was Claypool was traded during their buy, and it was, I think, somewhat disappointing at least for me in terms of the amount of targets that Pickens was able to earn. Like I definitely had to dial him back a little bit in the projections just in terms of what we're hoping for or reasonably expecting. He only had four targets on 31 routes, so that's a pretty bad target rate of course it's only one game sample but that's just you know another thing to consider too it's coming off two bad weeks man four targets and three targets <laughs> against philadelphia but it's been it's been a challenging last couple games with cornerback matchups you're going against slay you're going against Lattimore. you're going against Xavier and howard the week before that buffalo the week before that so this offense is, has had, you know, uh, look at the front seven of Tampa's in there. I mean, it's been a challenge. So no one's allowed to be surprised when Pickens finally pick. pick this is the week that he, you pull the lever and all the coins start coming out of the machine. Does this sound this? This maybe sounds crazy because it felt crazy when it was going through my head. I almost feel more confident in the Steeler side of things. Yes. Because a they're cheaper, right? T. Higgins is seventy one hundred. George Pickens is fifty two hundred. They have a tight end who has actually we haven't discussed yet has been a volume monster and is mm-hmm. a pretty good football player himself. 
Uh, and then, you know, if, if people want to go back, De- Deontay is the, uh, uh, the, you know, like the redacted play of the week every single week is like, well, yeah, you got your, you got your 10 targets and six DraftKings points every week. Oh, shucks, you know, Sklansky bucks. But I do feel more confident in that. And the Pickens thing is fascinating to me because his price didn't change. He's still in the same situation of no Claypool. He actually got those Claypool BS rush, right? He got a rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. That's how he got in the end zone. He got a little bit of the gadgety stuff. And because like, like what Dario said, like, I love the phrase, like, aren't you worried? Aren't you worried that he only got four targets? Yes, of course. Of course I am. But last week at this price in a worse spot or at, at, at maybe the same similar, right? However you want to call it. He was popular. Like people were like playing George Pickens in cash games. And now we're not going to play him at all against Eli Apple. <laughs> again, what I'm talking. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I didn't think we'd be starting the show with this game, but you guys have definitely, I mean, you, you've persuaded me just, just a little bit. I just yeah, think uh, it's pickets uh, the same price as Heineke and Andy Dalton. He has a two rushing touchdown game so far this season. He has 300-yard performances passing. Justin Fields can't say that. right? <laughs> Justin Fields can give you the two rushing touchdowns like Pickett can. He's never put up 300 yards passing. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I'm well, not saying, right? But I got a dynasty trade for you, Matt. <laughs> when it clicks, it clicks with these young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, at 5,300, 50, 50, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to dabble a little bit. Pickens, Pickett, the pick stack, right? Just that pick stack alone can save you a lot, and you can then you can do whatever you want, skinny stacking other games around it. But I also like Fryermuth, and I looked at the ownership on Roto Grinders for T Higgins, and it was negative. So we got to talk. I think we got to talk to Jamino about this. I got uh, it up here. I don't know how this happened, but somehow. Less than zero people are playing Higgins this week. It looks like maybe there was a little bug in the system there. I have him here on DraftKings at fifteen point six. Oh, really? Percent owned. So maybe there was an okay, update there, was a bug there that in, happened. There's a the... bug in the system. Okay. Well, while you were that was while you were in the tow truck. That we'll, we'll fix yeah. that. We'll fix. But still, okay. So he is popular. Yeah. Right. He's but really popular. Interesting. Mixon is is up there too, and I, I I I've clearly proven that I'm a Mixon hater considering I didn't play him in the one spot you should have played him all year and every sign was telling you to do so. But I feel like I prefer the pass game on both sides here. This doesn't scream to me, right? The p- Now, how many touchdowns and stuff he scored was pretty crazy. But if you go back and say, yeah, against the Panthers, Joe Mixon has a big game. I'm like, makes sense. Sounds yeah. like a totally right Mixon spot. This doesn't feel like that to me. This feels more like the Higgins Boyd without Chase. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a road game too, right? So it's, it's a road game. It's it's not that 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 tends to favor the passing game. Uh, the the usually the big nuclear performances come at home for these running backs. So yeah, I think the the run back options are clear. I love Higgins this week. I thought there was low ownership. I was completely wrong. Uh, what about Boyd then? Do you is he is he that big of a drop off then? Because I mean, look, three percent Tyler Boyd and sixteen percent T Higgins is a pretty big gap. Well, Tyler Boyd can have big weeks too. Tyler Boyd has one. some some nice like agility. Has some of those things where you know, he's not necessarily going to give you 190 yards as like is a, a, a potential upside. 
but the 110 yards on nine receptions, one or two touchdowns, the uh, the Amon Ross St. Brown ceiling is absolutely there for Tyler Boyd. Sure. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, Dario. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, I I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm looking at Joe Burrow in his four career games against the Steelers right now. Oh, no. And he's averaged only 6.8 yards per attempt, 1.8 touchdowns per game, and he's been sacked 3.3 times per game. Oh, that's so. it. I mean, <laughs> the many times he gets sacked, three, that's nothing. I remember the the original Joe Burrow games uh, of feeling like, you know, it's, I'm building it up in my head, but it felt like he was getting sacked like, eight times yeah he got sacked <laughs> seven times in week one of this year so that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting <laughs> 28 so, degrees sunny you know 10 to 15 mile an hour winds it's going to be a gorgeous day for football in pittsburgh there's going to be points scored my friends i do like it i like it i, I think i would probably kind of stand in in between the middle uh of, of you two where i can tell dario doesn't like it quite as much dario and hates I, it. he has the I, right he did this guy is by the book <laughs> Right. And I normally, uh, you know, I'm right there, but I, I came out of the gate with a, with a zig here. I know I get it. It happens. No, I, I, I do like it though. I think, as you said, there's enough salary savings in this game. It can fill tight end on either side. You have clear runbacks. You have, you could, if you don't want to make this your core game stack. And I said, that's fine. Play T. Higgins with Pat Fryermuth or T. Higgins and George Pickens and a- accomplish a very similar goal. I think this game you can definitely stack it, but I also think our secondary stacks that we talk through all the time, it's a pretty good game for that too because of how consolidated it is on both. It's a, it's on a both great sides. skinny stacking game to fill in rosters. Absolutely. You could even play just just a single Pickens or a single mm-hmm. Boyd. Or you can I could clearly from the ownership we're seeing people are playing a lot of just Higgins by himself. Hundred percent. I mean, there's nobody. So Fryermuth gets to almost ten percent, uh, and I I don't see he's not going to be a guy that gets steamed, right? You, we might get Isaiah Likely again. He would be the guy that gets steamed. Uh, Jerry Judy's probably going to be out, so Dolchich will get his you know twenty percent ownership that he always gets and six fantasy points. And uh, you know, is that this nobody a way else. that you can sports bet? Is this a way that you could actually say, hey, look at the total raw aggregate ownership? in this game right and you could have some thresholds where like hey if i see the raw aggregate ownership in this game reaching x percent then that's probably an overbet because the fantasy community and the wisdom of the crowds of the fantasy community is saying something different than vegas is saying about this game total yeah if i would say you have to there has to be some kind of factor of pricing right of course, um, but I think, but I think that this this game this game is not like so significantly underpriced that, uh, you know, that would be the only thing is like, oh, so and so's out, so the uh, you know, if if the market fits the price of all the guys, right, which I think they do in this game, and the aggregate ownership, then like you said, is saying all our DFS projections are saying we need to be on guys in this game. Well, then clearly we think that there's going to be points. I mean, there's there's going to be there's, there's be something to it because almost every week we come here and if there's a 40-point total, we're putting it in the dustbin. <laughs> right? Every time, bro. This is like the first week in 12 weeks. We're like, oh, 40-point total. I'm in, baby. <laughs> um, uh, l- Let's uh, polish up also. I do want to polish up 
the Bears, the Bears game, and then move on to uh, what I would call the most notable game of the week. If you were Dario to build out some kind of game stack in that Bears Falcons game, where would you you start? Justin Fields, I assume, but like, can you play Mariota, Pitts, London, Mooney versus Komet versus Claypool? How are you navigating kind of those decisions? I think that this might be the week to. I mean. The ownership is a little bit higher than you'd like it to be, but this could be the week to go back to Kyle Pitts. He's just gotten oh, no. so cheap, and the Bears' pass defense is not very good. They're, I think I'm seeing second worst in EPA per play on opposing dropbacks. So even though the Falcons might not throw it very much, I think that Kyle Pitts, we know that he's got the upside on a given play, and the Bears' defense in the past game is just bad enough that we can hope that Marcus Mariota can actually throw a ball within his zip code <laughs> like three times in, yes. in this game and that he can make something big out of it. I think that if you look at just his, you know, his um, opportunity stats over the last four weeks, he's been absolutely on a tear. He's been just nine targets, seven targets, eight targets, in, you know, in games where Mariota has like 20 or 25 pass attempts he leads all tight ends in air yards. I just think that it's only a matter of time before Kyle Pitts like really pops. And this is a spot where he could very much do so. I mean, Mariota has not thrown it more. He, he threw it 30 times last week. That was the most in the last in the last month. He had five Kyle Pitts had five targets in the a month ago when they when he threw it 13 times. <laughs> Kyle Pitts had five targets. Then Nine targets out of 28 passes, you know, eight targets out of 23 passes, seven. You know, so it yeah, it's easy to be like, oh, my God, look at this target share. And it doesn't matter if you only throw it 23 times. But that's also the point of, well, what if we get 30? Like, give me 30 passes. Right. I just want I'm not asking for a Chiefs game. I'm asking for 30 pass attempts. That's not that ridiculous. Right. Justin Fields, please, God, go score some points for us. And then you get, you know, 30 Mariota passes. And I, I do think it could be a Kyle Pitts week. What do you think, uh, Matt? Trust the process. Go Pitts. This is it's a high total game, and the Falcons are still favored at home. The you know Vegas finally respects the Bears' offense, and clearly they think that these teams are going to be able to push each other somewhat. So I think that you know Pitts is probably far and away my favorite run back on a field stack. If we're talking about game stacking, this. I mean Pitts is essentially. By all the metrics, you know Pitts is Mark Andrews. Yeah. Like, if player profiler were creating a composite player called tight end X, <laughs> and we just jumbled the stats, right? We did a little mix. It would it would just, it, it, every time, whether it's Pitts stats or Andrews stats, it would be the same player every time. Like it would have a Ravens helmet. It would have like Falcon <laughs> shoulder pads. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, except with a you know twenty hundredths of a like point two seconds faster of a forty time. Like, yeah, he's a wide receiver. He runs a forty. He's a <laughs> no, freak. Yeah, I'm just talking about the. I'm talking about the the yeah. productive the production yep. stats. The opportunity right. man. Like here's the th here's here's how crazy it is. All the advanced opportunity metrics, they're one two all across the board. It's either. Andrews number one, Pitts two, or Pitts number one, Andrews two. Go down the board, right? It's not even Kelsey, right? Kelsey's yep. scoring fantasy points for other reasons, right? He's scoring at 
an incredible amount of touchdowns and, you know, just raw target volume, right? Because the offense, mm-hmm. he operates in, but all the rate stats in these lower volume offenses controlled by the mobile quarterbacks, the rate stats all favor Andrews and Pitts. So if somehow, some way, these offenses open up and then we do get into a shootout somehow. I mean, it's going to be nuclear. It's going to be very, this is the week, man. When the pricing was, was, was up on pits and these games were, you know, low totaled. It was, it wasn't, we talked about it. It was like, you don't have to be a hero, right? And go pits mm-hmm. this week. Wait, this is the week where it's like, okay, now the moon and the stars are aligning. Now he has the same metrics as Andrews. He's in one of the signature games we want to play. He's a double. He's the he's the most versatile run back or stacking uh, option of the week because we've already talked about the reverse, the inverted field stacks where you stack fields with opposing receivers. Mm-hmm. So a fields pit stack is perfectly fine. It may be preferred. I, I love Mooney. I think it, there's going to be a Mooney week. Why not this week? I, is Terrell going to play? Questionable. Okay, he's questionable. That's all we got. Yeah. So that's going to that's gonna impact. That should impact ownership. What If Terrell doesn't play, more on Mooney. If Terrell plays, more on Komet. But Komet's going to be a little bit lesser owned because I actually like the inverted stacking. It's been It's treated us so well this year, invert stacking fields so just go back to it right i would if if this is the week pits goes off i would feel really bad because we everything was like all green lights down the the drag racer and because he's not gonna be it's it's a it's different but kind of similar to the pickens talk where it's like everybody's been excited about this guy all year (laughs) Like, you know, he's the young, you know, superstar player that everybody's been wanting to click. And then you get something opens up for Pickens, right? Kyle Pitts has no target competition, blah, 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 blah. But then it just doesn't work for how, for whatever reason, for whatever extended period of time, it just doesn't work. Their price goes down, but the ownership goes down with it too, because everybody sees that. Everybody sees, oh my God, you know, the Falcons, Mariota stinks. They're only going to throw it 20 times. You know, I can't do the Kyle Pitts thing again. And so if this was week one, Kyle Pitts would be like 35%, 35 mm-hmm. owned or something. Now, we obviously need to adjust as we have more data and everything, but we're going to reach a point now where the at the price, the matchup, the talent, opportunity, all of that is coming together, and the ownership isn't necessarily reflecting it, right? He's not going to be 2%, but again, even like a month ago, he would been would have been higher owned than this, in my opinion. And there's probably more reason to play him now than there was a month ago. Yeah, the, the you know every week when I do the projections, I do you know just like look at all the kind of opportunity stats for every offense. And Kyle Pitts has just been absolutely popping off the page for the last three four weeks. I think it it's really only a matter of time before he has you know some crazy 150 yard two touchdown game. God, let it be this week. Um, to yeah, put a, it's, a, a, he's it's screaming at us this week, unlike past weeks where it, it was kind of like, "Hey, it's Pitts. We should get excited." Uh, I can't get there. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, no, 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 no. Come the, on. The, the other thing to put a bow on Pitts. Clearly, you guys know I like to talk about Cal Pitts. That's my guy. But those other weeks, including last week, um, 
in the last multiple weeks, right? We've been getting Waller out. You know, Dolchich comes back and he's cheap. I'm trying to think of just some other guys that we had down there. Harrison Bryant last week, which, by the way, shout out to Harrison Bryant for uh, a good game. Like, uh, all these guys, right? We're constantly talking about, like, 3K tight ends or below. You know, we were talking about Stone Men $2,500 tight ends, 3K Foster Moreau, all that kind of stuff. All those guys can are getting closer and closer and closer to Kyle Pitts pricing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now it was like you were saving like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand off of Kyle Pitts onto these other tight ends. Now, I mean, Dolchich is six hundred dollars less. Schultz is the same price. Fryermuth is the same price. Moreau is seven hundred dollars. Right. Higby. Like I, I can't I know I understand volume projections. Trust me. I cannot in good faith play Tyler Higby on an offense without Cooper Cup <laughs> over over Kyle Pitts at basically the same price. I mean, I you th- that's insanity to me. So really all, wacky. These, all these guys have gotten to the point where it's like, well, now I'm not saving it. Like, okay, I save seven hundred dollars. Who gives a shit about seven hundred dollars? Just get give me Kyle Pitts. Um, last thing, we have to talk about David Montgomery. Khalil Herbert is out. Matchup, matchup, matchup is good. How much you know, can we can we play Kyle Pitts with David Montgomery, right? Forego the field side of the uh, uh, of the Bears, go to Montgomery with with the Pitts or something like that. <laughs> Matt's face, I guess. I know. We have to talk. <laughs> I guess him. we have to talk. We have to talk about him. You know, six K without Herbert. Yeah, six. Yes, of course you're gonna play some Herbert. Yes, okay. No Herbert. Play some Montgomery. Go ahead. You want to see? Yeah, a you're playing body? this what's game, the, man. We're playing yeah, what's this the game. He's not. He's not on. Mixon. Right, I mean, he's not. Yeah. Mixon was a way more exciting option a couple of weeks ago when when he absolutely went nuclear. He can't do what Mixon does. He's not yeah. as explosive as Mixon. But could he be two touchdowns, a bunch of catches out of the backfield, big thirty point game that way? Yeah, yeah. Especially if he gets that hundred yard bonus. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you need you need the volume, the bonus. And it for sure a touchdown. Oh yeah, you at least know? one touchdown. Yeah, uh, you know because he's they're just not going to throw enough. To, you know sometimes you can get the six k wide uh, running back where it's like oh he got the bonus and he caught six balls for fifty yards or whatever and you're like oh I got I got twenty I got twenty points I'm fine. He ain't going to do that for you. So you're going to need the hundo and a and a bonus or or eighty and two or something like that. But um, so the, I, I I struggle with those guys so much because he's definitely going to get played. There's not he's a lot of get, yeah, but I mean, we, we we there's games where he's had 136 total yards and put up 15 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a, look at the, look at these. I know Herbert's been in and all that kind of stuff, but like <laughs> this feels worse than Mixon to it's, me. Now he oh no, he's it's gonna, way worse than Mixon. He's gonna that's he's like, thing. Like, I Mix, if if Mixon was giving you the shivers a couple weeks ago, this has to be giving you like a fever. <laughs> you guys wait hold on you're not excited for a guy who's averaged 3.8 yards per carry this season and last i just (laughs) in a game in a game that's gonna have the fewest plays you know the clock is literally never gonna stop in this game i get it like i we we rarely ever talk about full fades but at 15 percent ownership what do you do i mean It'll be you're gonna mix them in. You're gonna mix them in like five percent of your of your of your Falcons, Bears stacks, and do not play him. Well, are you? I mean, yeah, you're gonna have some skinny stacks. You're gonna have some Montgomery 
Pitts skinny stacks in your portfolio. And that's probably going to be three to 5%. And just call it a day. Call it a day with him. Yeah, I think one thing to keep in mind is like we know that Khalil Herbert, it, it has taken Khalil Herbert being literally one of the best running backs in the NFL on a per touch basis to get this coaching staff to like start taking touches away from David Montgomery. So I think that <laughs> if we if we know anything about this coaching staff, it could be that they'll just still hammer him into the ground despite his known inefficiencies. And I think that's the biggest reason why you have to play him at least a little bit just because yep. he's gotten up until, you know, his injury this year, he was still getting incredibly like full on starter snap shares, like close to bell cow usage, even though we all knew that Herbert was better. So I think that there's a good chance we see a return to something like that. You I will, will. But, but he has had some, he's had some high snap shares and high opportunity shares this year and not delivered. So question for Eric, what does his ownership have to be before Ooh. you would just say, no Montgomery full fade. Is it over 20, 25? See, I tend to think, no, Jamino, we love you. I don't agree with these projections that I'm seeing right here. I, I find it hard to believe that he's not the highest owned running back. I, I, I just, I was don't expecting see... him to be, but I also didn't expect Higgins to be as, as high owned as he is. So I, right. you know, I, I always, whoa, you know, I always, I, I, I take the, I take the percentages what they are face value i i think i think we see this creep up more towards that that 20 20 range and i guess a a little bit of a cop a little bit of a cop out answer would be so if i if we do like what we talked about kind of at the top of the show right let's play can you hear me how i was breaking up sound great okay good let's play kenny pickett to george pickens Right, and maybe Fryermuth, or I guess in this in this example, I would want to keep the tight end for for Pitts. But you know what I mean. I'm playing, or I'm playing Burrow to Higgins and Boyd with with a Pickens bring back as my stack. Like I don't, I I'm not really worried about David Montgomery's. And then if I want to play Montgomery with Pitts in that lineup or something, I I can do that. But if I start jamming, like let's just uh, go go by ownership here. I start jamming. Amon Ra. Yeah, Burrow's outside the top 10 ownership, so you're going to be fine if you play Burrow stacks. You're not going to have to worry about any kind of ownership issues. You play Sutton, right? I think Sutton is going to be extremely popular. Judy, again, did not practice today, so I assume that he's going to be out. You know, he literally just got ruled out the moment the the fantasy gods were looking down on us. (laughs) Sutton is out, or Sutton is is going to be super chalky. Amon Ra is going to be super chalky, right? These guys, CD is going to be popular. You start playing the really popular, like, wide receivers, and I got 20, 20 plus percent Montgomery. I absolutely cannot do it. But if you attack a game like some of these other games, I'm 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 comfortable with David Montgomery. So, he, but he's a very strategic piece. A very, you know, some of these other guys, you know, that we talk about all the time: Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, DPJ, all these types of plays. Harrison Bryant last week. It's like, I really ownership doesn't matter. But Montgomery is a very very sensitive play to me, like super super sensitive. I prefer. Just right now, like Fields to Mooney with Pitts feels more like a b- appropriate tournament play to me oh, than Montgomery. Course. Well, easily. 
Yeah. Or Mariota. Or if you need, or if you need, you know, if you need the money to go get your T. Higgins or whatever. Mariota. Are I, we? That's my last question. Can we play Mariota? No. No. Right, Dario. No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be particularly inclined to play Mariota. It's interesting because the Falcons' backfield is just so muddy that usually in a game like this where we know both of these offenses want to pound the rock, we could say play Patterson and play Montgomery if you really feel like it. But this Falcons' backfield is just so murky that even playing CPAT, and you're not going to trust Algier or Huntley, but they're all going to like eat away at each other's upside. It's kind of really annoying. But... Pickett has more upside. <laughs> he does. Oh, then Mariota. You yeah. love, you, uh, then Mariota. That's 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 totally fair. Pickett's been pick running more. Oh yeah, Kenny Pickett. Pickett's been more. running more than I. Um, yeah, no, Pickett. Pickett has more spike week potential for sure. Right. And He'll, then uh, another. I'll go to war over that take. <laughs> I support it. No pushback. And I think, you know, spike week potential is also the best argument against Montgomery, right? Like when you want to play a chalky running back, it's because it's Tony Pollard and he can get you 150 yards on three touchdowns. Like David Montgomery, ETN, does he really have that in his range of outcomes? I, I don't think the chances are nearly as high. Like, well, he physically can't break away on a run because he runs a four eight forty or whatever. You know what I mean? The D line lower body injuries, and he's just been bad. Yeah. So, right. so that's another I, thing that makes him kind of like bad chalk, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just I, I do I will I will say to like Jamino's credit and the ownership projections and everything. David Montgomery is a very polarizing guy in the whole community. You will get a lot of, a lot of content out there that is like, you can't play David Montgomery chalk. You can't play David Montgomery chalk. And then that legitimately is a lot of what keeps his ownership in check. That explains the 15%. Yeah. Yeah. He seems palatable at 15%, Mm -hmm. you know, for skinny stacking with pits. I I'll sign off on that. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyway, I I think we, it's a, it's a very fascinating game with like yes. lots of really good plays, but then also like like I said, if there were thirty total passes in this game, would I be surprised? Not really, not 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 real. You know, and the game was over in an hour and thirty hour and forty five <laughs> minutes or whatever. Like I really wouldn't be that surprised. Um, let's get to you know we're forty minutes in and we're just now hitting on what could have been uh, the snowball, but now I. I are the Bills going to get to Detroit? I really, I, I, I can't figure out what's going on with this whole snowmageddon situation in Buffalo this weekend. But obviously, the game has been moved to Detroit. I'm under the assumption, as is I assume everybody, that the Bills are going to be able to get out of Buffalo and get to Detroit. You mean the fans the or the team? The team. There's a no travel order, and they're like, uh, the, the Bills currently right now cannot get out of out of Buffalo. I don't know why they didn't leave yesterday, <laughs> but uh, hey, I have yeah. a question. Did Kenneth Walker fly to Germany without a passport? Yeah, yeah. yes, that's a good point. That's okay. a great point. They'll make it. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. That is a really good point. The NFL, <laughs> the NFL trumps all world laws and like logic laws. Snow? What is snow? The NFL makes the treaties. Snow and travel go. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They'll just exactly. put three snowmobiles in front of all the team buses and like drive through yes. the storm. Oh my god! <laughs> Snowmobile! Yeah. Wow! Look at you. Uh, meanwhile so, dario's and, from california he doesn't realize that you need like you need packed snow to actually do a like, drive a snowmobile he thinks well, he's like, never on the first it. snow of the year you could drive a snowmobile he's so cute <laughs> <laughs> the california kid 
if you've never seen snow, I mean, I don't expect him to. He thinks a snowmobile is just like any snow. You can't just clear any snow. (laughs) I love it. It, I love it. It was very cute. Last week, last week, it was on, I think, Wednesday. It was 80 degrees here. I was outside in shorts and a t-shirt, loving, absolutely loving life. Mm. On Friday night, it snowed almost a almost a foot. (laughs) Like two days later, we got a foot of snow from from 80 degrees. It's I don't know what's going on with this. But anyway, to the Bills game. Clearly, the move to Detroit makes this for the the purpose of this show, you know, kind of wheels up on this game. You put Josh Allen and that full strength offense basically in a dome in Detroit against a bad Browns Browns defense, uh, particularly bad Browns pass defense. And um, the only thing that I really kind of not struggle with on this this game stack, but um, is a prohibiting factor, is just price, right? It's just Josh Allen's price, Stefan Diggs' price, a little bit of Gabe Davis' price, um, Chubb price, Amari price, right? And we'll get to DPJ, of course. But you know, it's just kind of how do we make this thing fit? But um, uh, Dario, kick kick us off, and then we can start to build some teams once we talk it through. Yeah, I think that, like you said, the biggest thing is what can you afford to do with the rest of your lineup once you have your Josh Allen double stack in place? Because I think you want to play him with Diggs and Davis, or if you're getting unique Diggs and Knox, Davis and Knox, I think he's the, he's the mix in. And yeah, it's just like absolutely wheels up. Like you said, I want to apologize for my misinformation last week. I was looking at a chart and I misread it when I said that the Browns had a bad pass a bad run def a bad pass defense and a good run defense it is in fact the other way around and their run defense is horrendous but they're you know the bills aren't exactly the team that's going to be in position to punish them for that like we've seen Devin Singletary is like their best running back but he's you know barely above average if if that probably average is the way to put it and then they still haven't if I when I think of average running back I think of him Correct. Yeah. And then why haven't they utilized Naheem Hines? Do you guys know like what is up with that? They're like, oh yeah, here we'll trade a we'll trade for you just to give you eight snaps each game. I don't know what's up with that. And I think they've already had their buy, so I don't know when they're planning on integrating him in the offense. But Can't that's play it. Him. Yeah, he's no. so I don't think you can play any of the Bills running backs. If anything, maybe that means a big game for Josh Allen on the ground. We know that he's been kind of more errant throwing the ball these last few weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And he has been for like the last calendar year. So this could be actually be a big game for Josh Allen on the ground, but Either like you're playing Josh Allen if you're playing this game, regardless. Yes. Okay. Talk talk about uh, talk about your boy who left us hanging with 99 yards last week. Uh, Nine, by the I way. mean, that was beautiful to me. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm I'm all about the next week. Like you keep his price in check. Don't let him score touchdowns. Don't let him get hundred yard bonuses. Like it just we'll just punt it to the next week and the next. I just you know. He's so cool. Such a cool guy. You know, like he's got, he's got, a, the, he's got the, the hyphenated cool, name. Cool name. Yep. Cool name. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's, he's so efficient with downfield passes, like getting all these air yards. And Amari Cooper is so not cool. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> I love this analysis analytics with the player profile. Amari <laughs> Cooper, not cool, man. And DBJ, I mean, DJ, super cool. I mean, if hyphenated name, that's that's like a, you know, a function in your spreadsheet, right? It's like if hyphenated name boost, you know, uh, exposure by. Except when X it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes, exactly. Oh, he my God. The, he's the reverse. He's, he's, he's the, the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do want to ask about DPJ and kind of all these, like, how do we, you know, Dario outlined it perfectly. You know, I'm not playing Jacoby Brissett. We talked about him last week. That was fine. This week, whole new week. Not interested. Nope. How do we go about the Brown side, though? Because theoretically, Chubb has the the ideal matchup. You know, the Bills are a, a good defense all around. But if we're going to get after them a little bit, Nick Chubb's probably the way that not only that they can do it, but the but the they want to do it right. Mm-hmm. That, and Jacoby Brissett is not going to go in, you know, to Detroit. And the Browns are like, all right, baby, go out, duel Josh Allen, you know, and the and the Bills. They're going to think it's it's Nick Chubb. Will they be able to ride him? I don't know, but he's theoretically the option for them. But that also kind of doesn't like fit very well with the Josh Allen stacks, right? And so how do we go about this when the DPJs and Omaris and David Njoku is back, he will play this week. How do we go about the the Brown side? Yeah, I think that, so Greg Russo and Tremaine Edmonds have both been ruled out already for the Buffalo defense. They're very good against the pass. They're pretty close to league average against the run. So I think, yeah, like we talked about this stack being expensive already on the Bills side. And now here we are telling people Nick Chubb is the way to go on the run back. (laughs) But I think that is kind of how I'm reading this. Speaking of Amari Cooper, I think it's kind of funny. You know, people are always talking about his home and away splits. Well, now he's got a neutral site game Mm, in Detroit, which is closer to Cleveland than it is to Buffalo. I think pretty kind of half between maybe. This is tricky. <laughs> this is a tricky thing for the you know the long tail things that don't matter based purely on randomness where people are seeing shapes in the clouds. But let's talk about it on every podcast, regardless. <laughs> yes, I'm shocked. I can't believe we are not on the same page. That's because because I had the flat tire. We you and I didn't talk before the, the show. I think that's what's going on. Usually we have a little prep 
clearly the lack of prep is showing. I thought for <laughs> sure I would have bet anything you were going to talk about Kareem Hunt. I'm shocked. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think you're spooked by the 34% snap share in only the seven routes last week. Yeah, I, I have to admit I am. I'm not. It was it was the game strip that I've been asking for for Kareem Hunt, and I don't know. Maybe maybe this is when it bites me because I finally get off of him. But it, it's just the uh, yeah season low snap share, season low in routes run. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it again. Season it is low the, salary. <laughs> That's true. But it is tough when when that game. The whole thesis of the Kareem Hunt play was what happened in that game last week. And then it goes the opposite way from his usage. It is it is a little uh, tougher than I would have expected. I know, but that's what every fantasy gamer, every DFS grinder is going to be looking at the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And NFL coaches don't care. <laughs> they do crazy, weird, arbitrary stuff with their players every week, especially when they're good. They usually play them. Yeah, I mean, last week Chubb had four targets and Hunt had one, so that's concerning. Chubb also ran more routes, fourteen to Hunt seven. So, seems like mm-hmm. that split. Maybe is it trending in the wrong direction? Maybe it's just Hunt happened to be on the field the wrong plays. If that Miami game were not on the schedule, this would be the game. This would be a Hunt game. This is the this is the game we're hunting for Hunt, <laughs> right? Not to mention all the scenarios where Nick Chubb misses some time in the game, right? And then Hunt comes in and goes nuts. You know, we are this is of tournament. This is tournament DFS we're talking about here. It's tough. It's it's true. Definitely, it's definitely tough. I mean, good um, luck finding a cheaper running back. Is there a cheaper running back you prefer in a, in a game we like? Not in a game. No. Not in a game we like. Um, both of the Washington running backs are are cheap against against Houston. Um, Correct. David Montgomery. Hunt is cheaper David than Monk. both of the Washington yep. running backs on on yes. DraftKings at least. Yep. Yep. There's not. There's not. Jalen Warren could be yeah. your your cheaper than Hunt play. But the, if that's not a good indicator, how many of the Bengals and Steelers no. can we play? Apparently, all of them. That's what we just, we're just stacking them up, man. That wasn't even the first game we were going to talk about. I know. Sudden, it's like, well, we like, oh, we like this Steeler too. <laughs> but it, it, running back is, is is pretty brutal, and to it's the brutal point, to the point of okay, like let's walk through it. We'll walk. We'll start to walk through some teams. Dario, we'll segue into this. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs with a with a with a bring back. Where well, you know you want to put Gabe in there too. Like, uh, you tell me where you're saving money, you know, and then, okay, so you run that equation. You're like, well, I got to save money somewhere and it has to be at running back. Basically, how do I get that with some correlation? Well, there is a cheap running back on, on the Browns, you know? So it's, he is good. uh, He has big boom upside, 30 point upside, Pollard-esque upside in the event of a Chubb injury in the first quarter. Leave the I'm, not, I'm not just riding on that. There is also game plan where they end up playing him his customary 50% snap yeah. share. Remember, that's what he was getting before last week. Mm-hmm. 48, 50, 52, 51, 40, 56. You're right. It's like, yeah, and he's running, you know, 10, you know, 15 to 20 routes. That it just if you just assume last week was an anomaly and he's not hurt. 
or they haven't decided suddenly that like Chubb is this great route runner, this great passing game running back, mm-hmm. and that the world is more of like, oh, God, a large dang. sample that we saw before last <laughs> week, then Hunt becomes interesting. Yep. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Montgomery and Mixon in the first run is making my stomach turn. But uh, <laughs> but this is what happens, right? This It's actually a excellent example of, okay, you want the Allen double stack. <laughs> show, yeah. me, show me how you're going to make it work. Right. You get Grant Calcaterra. <laughs> Who is interesting, at least. This I, I think so, oh, too. Well, I, we, we when like we get around to talking about the Eagles game, if we ever get there, uh, <laughs> he, I was definitely... You are going to talk about that game. Yes. Let's run through some of the. I, I do want to see what some of the Allen stacks look like, though, because um, I think it's a really helpful exercise. And yeah, kinda, four point one k Nico Collins is going to make it into lineups. So there's no doubt about that. Yeah. So here we get some different running backs: Cook and here we Carter. Go. That's interesting. I think this this trio of Collins, Calcaterra, and DPJ seems to be the optimizer's favorite affordable plays around this stack. Well, well, what you're doing is this is what happens. Like this is what Eric was talking about. When you force an Allen and a Diggs and a Gabe Davis down the lineup genius's throat, it's going to be throwing its hands up in the air going, bro, <laughs> I'm choking here. I'm choking on salary. What are you going to do? I got to find a $2,500 tight end. Exactly. Yeah. So I think this is, <laughs> you know, proving your point. There's Kareem Hunt. Um, oh, there we go. What's, what's, what is this? The third or fourth? Third or fourth yeah, lineup. Yeah, it's the fifth best lineup. Well, because okay. it was well, it was running through its DPJ runbacks, of course. Yeah, and then Garrett you Wilson, Garrett Wilson, forty nine hundred, yeah. very nice. <clears throat> yeah, these are, we're you're seeing all the salary savers too. That's the beauty. You go through a few lineups, you see <laughs> all the salary Stevens. savers, <laughs> and Stevens. and you can absolutely yeah. Well, that I mean, that's actually a very galaxy brain stack, right? You play the Browns defense against Josh Allen and get the turnovers. But then it still gets high scoring, dude. I can't. This is how some of these <laughs> these machine learning things where it go it knows to go hunt Brown's defense is really amazing, amazing. But yeah, I guess let's uh we'll take out let's take, take out Diggs. We'll lock in yeah. Davis and then see who yeah kind of have some flexibility. We want to double like stack um, Allen, but. We'll see if you probably pick up some knocks, pick up some. Why why are we double stacking Allen? He's not the type of quarterback we typically double stack. Well, we can if you're you're just saying. Oh, I know you can, but I'm I'm just like, that's not when I think of a double stack, I'm thinking like the cousins lineups, right? Like those types of lineups, like Mahomes. I'm you know I think you're 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 not wrong in that Allen can Burrow. get there on a single stack because of his rushing ability, but I think that from the like pass rate over expectation standpoint and the Bills play volume standpoint, like they're gonna chuck the ball. And usually when Allen gets there, he brings at least two of his weapons with him. Like, I mean, thinking back to that Chiefs game where it was Gabe Davis and Diggs and Knox got the touchdown to seal it off. Like, I think that that offense just has enough upside to where like you want two of those weapons that are going to be attached to his cannon arm. <laughs> I like the question I asked. It was, I thought it was a very fair question. And then what you ended up saying was the reason why Josh Allen's the number one quarterback in fantasy. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the answer. 
and that you can like yes, he's similar to Hertz, but he has all these things going on. Like, that even Hertz, he's can't, he's can't he's compete he's Hertz, with. he's Hertz Mahomes hybrid. Yes, that's the thing. He can do the Hertz thing, a hundred rushing yards and when two touchdowns. When the elbow is healthy, or he can right. That is a small concern. Or he can do the four hundred and fifty passing yards. Yes. like it's it's crazy. It's absolutely it's, crazy. So I think he's a crazy to person. Your, You're right. Okay, now. Okay, but you can do enough. either. I think to that to that point, I kind of want to see this. And that's run what we can of, do with the slider. We can go one to yep. one or yeah, two. we'll set it at one to two. So we're we're saying at least definitely Gabe Davis, which I think I like that. And I then that, we can yes. lock in someone else from a different game, maybe uh, Pickens, Tyler bro. Boyd. Hick- yes, Pickens, no, I like Tyler that. Boyd even better. Do, do, pick, or, do Pickens? Or, Pickens or, is or, cheaper. Or, Let's do Pickens. Yeah, Let's Pickens, Pickens is fun. And if we turn up correlation, it'll guarantee we get um, someone from the the There's other Chubb. team. More Nico Montgomery Knox, so it does bring Knox along. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty interesting way to play it too. Because yeah. Knox, just, you know, Knox Gabe needs home runs. Knox just needs a touchdown. When you when you bring Diggs along with it, Diggs and Gabe, it's like my God. I, need, I yeah. you know I got an eight K wide receiver, six K wide receiver, and an eight K quarterback. Like I, it's pretty thin. It's pretty thin to get all of them there in a tournament. Right. And Knox at thirty two hundred is a steal. I think that he, yes. you know, I don't know what keeps him so underrated in terms of the way that the you know these DFS models are built. But he's been, you know, he he's one of those guys that has upside on every given game to get two touchdowns. I think that I don't know how many of my Allen lineups I'll be fading digs necessarily because, you know, I talked about Pitts and how he's just completely ascended to another level over the past month. And Stefan Diggs has been another guy in that realm where like, I think his last game below a 30% target share was weeks ago. Like he's just completely um, elevated his game. So I think that that's just makes it tough for me, but I think that, you know, when you are talking about tournaments, like you have to mix in a little bit of lineups without him too. Yeah, definitely. Um, can we, can we also, just see in the next lineup? I want to see a lineup without Montgomery in it. I want to please, like try God. to like keep my right. food down. Yeah, no okay. Montgomery. No. Get Nixon Montgomery out as soon as we go. There now we, we go. get Josh Jacobs. This is <laughs> fantastic. Jesus. And do we have any running back that isn't this same? plotting i mean that's the thing is though when you look at the teams that are winning these millie makers i mean they have gross running montgomery and z screenshot this (laughs) screenshot this we're we're sending this to the engineers this can never happen again (laughs) (laughs) the sixth best allen cave team you can't do this you can't it's actually a fine lineup it's a totally fine lineup that's the thing that's the thing. It's like with best ball. You know this, Eric. These some of these great best ball teams, they have some gross players. Oh yeah. I mean, I, mean, I really I, like I mean, I think this could be a good point to segue into the next game, which is the Vikings and the Cowboys, because this lineup picks up Zeke, Dalvin hmm. Cook, and Dalton Schultz in this. It keeps it at a single stack with Gabe and Josh Allen, DPJ on the way back. We get our pickings. Aside from Zeke, I think I like all the pieces in this lineup. Agreed. What what is Zeke's salary there? Six thousand, huh? Six K Zeke. Well, see, and on I mean, this team, something I would do on this team, because you have Nico, I would go to one of the Washington running. So you just use on right. use Schultz as my cowboy, right? Schultz and Cook 
our our secondary stack. And then I would take this to I don't really yeah. care about Gibson versus Robinson. And then, but then you can upgrade like what the defense or something like that. You yeah, know? no, because yeah, we do have salary on the table. But I like that thought process a lot. Like we go to, I think Gibson kind of catch more passes, full PPR at the mm -hmm. end of the day, and then that brings you down to nine hundred to spare, and you can get the Cowboys defense, Cowboys which or, I think or, is very very good spot against Kirk Cousins. They're gonna I think they're gonna terrorize him. Um so yeah, yeah I like fun little tweaks, yeah. Like what we were able to do that there. Mixon and wanna, Chubb. Do you want to build uh any Cowboys? You you mentioned uh that that segue into that game. Do you want to build any Cowboys teams or I, I I'm curious on you guys take on that because I can see Cowboys it's baby. Easy, it's easy to see Dak, C D, probably Schultz with a uh, Jefferson bring back, right? Easy to see like that lineup, like makes itself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about this. I mean, you're probably not playing cousins most weeks, but you're definitely always playing Jefferson always and forever. Get your Jefferson in there. Yeah. We can, need to... <laughs> can we talk about the fact that from the sec from like after the first drive, Justin Jefferson turns into like Chris Hogan for a couple quarters. And then when they need him again at the end of the game, it's like, Oh God, please save us. Justin Jefferson, like, you know, catch of the so year or whatever. Good, why did, why, but why every second quarter, why does he never catch? Why does he never catch a pass? Like he comes out on the first drive. Right, it's the like first drive that he gets like 50 and yards touchdown. and a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> like how about we keep throwing? He's pretty good at football. Let's keep throwing it to him. He'll score like, like he could have 50 fantasy points week point weeks. If they would ever just keep feeding him the ball. He's not expensive enough. No. He's just not expensive enough. Remember, he's not expensive enough. He needs to be more close to 10K. I mean, to well, even I guess, get people to try to even have it in their head whether there's a decision to make. And I think that, I mean, Dak saves you $2,000 off of Josh Allen. And he's not in this upper echelon of quarterbacks and pricing right now. But I think we know that he's got that upside in him. Oh, we, yeah. No, we're playing Dak this week. He's one of our premium yeah. quarterbacks to play. And he has the obvious stacking partner in CD, who has also continued to emerge All and right. finally had his hit, rip the roof off of his ceiling. So we talked about bullying the optimizer with Josh Allen, Diggs, and Davis. Yeah. Now we'll just do it with Jefferson and Lamb. But this is also the point of the optimizer a little bit is when, because you go into the week building how we build on the show, right? We start with the game environment. Well, then you you, you tell the optimizer to be like, look, I want this game. How do I make it? You show me how to make it work. Mm -hmm. right? We can tweak from there like we were doing, right? Uh, let's tweak off a Zeke on that team or whatever. But it, it spits out the like, here's how we, you want Josh Allen stacks. Look at what you got to start looking at, right? You mm -hmm. want Dak, Jefferson, CD. Time to start looking at Paris Campbell. You know, time to start looking at Tyler Algier. You know, it's going to tell you what you need to start considering with those teams. And that's what's important. Yeah, the thing with the the point you made, I think, is right with David Montgomery that there's going to be so much AI driven David Montgomery plays out there this week that his ownership is going to be higher than fifteen percent. Yep, for sure. Is there anything else in this game? Um, are we just sticking to like Dak, CD, um, Jefferson, Bringbacks, Schultz? I guess we talked no, about Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. lineup genius loves Schultz. I mean, Dak Prescott loves Schultz. I think that's more important yeah. than the lineup <laughs> genius loving Schultz. Yeah, no, I love, I love, I love, I love Cowboy stacks this week, baby. I also love Pollard. 
I love Pollard for all the same. I'm that guy, man. I'm you, you, you I can telegraph, you know, you know what I'm doing, right? You know, <laughs> I'm doing haunt, you know, I'm going Pollard, you know, I want, I want the plotter to be active so I can play the better running back at lower ownership. I think that's true. I, the only reason I think that like Pollard's price is inevitably going to come down now that Zeke is healthy again and his workload's going to get dialed back. So I think this is in that sense, probably the toughest week to play Pollard because his price is probably at the highest. It'll be all season. Assuming, you know, we get maintained health for Zeke, which is not a given, but I think that's the only tricky aspect here. I mean, here in this lineup, we actually are able to afford Damian Pierce, who I know I think Pollard is the same price, but I mean, I think, you got to like the spot for Pierce, too. What do you think about uh, if we want to really go hard at this game and we're going to double stack? Going hard, baby. Going <laughs> Dak, Dak, CD, Schultz. We need the savings. I mean, we all like Nico, right? <laughs> I don't know about Braxton Berrios. Don't know if I can get that far. But, uh, you know, we like <laughs> 0.1% some these... owned. <laughs> we like some of these. God. Blessed. Uh, uh, week eleven. Uh, these are these are like week eighteen guys. Uh, uh, we already did like Josh Reynolds in week three. <laughs> Can we not do Braxton Berrios until we get later into the season? But someone like KJ Osborne, who did get eleven targets last week, uh, you know they obviously had a little bit of elevated pass volume. Blah blah blah. But you know, he, he, can you chase something like him? Can we go back to Hawkinson? Uh, maybe bring you know Gallup into the conversation. I'm just trying to think of the We're the definitely playing pieces. Hawkinson, bro. Yeah, I think the Hawkinson and Gallup are cheap, both. Right? and we need them. Love Hawkinson this week. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely agree with you. Gallup, Hawkinson are both in play. I have them in my notes here from before the show, and like I think the you know the Cowboys pass rush is definitely the the scariest thing in terms of the potential for this game just kind of underperforming but yeah like like you said even if the Vikings do get behind they fed Osborne and Hawkinson last week I was kind of surprised that the Vikings are actually the underdogs in this game the Cowboys are favored on the road by like one and a half which I was not expecting to see market is not a believer in the old, in the old. I mean, neither am I, to be clear. Uh, on the on the Vikings, yeah. Uh, Market's not a not a believer. What about um, the running backs? We talked a little bit about about Pollard. What about you know if the pass rush is an issue? What about Dalvin at like no? You know the the optimizer was spitting out some Dalvin. What do you guys think about Home Dalvin? game for Dalvin? Got to play him. Yeah, for sure. Let me see the Cowboys. They're pretty middle of the pack against the run. They're very good against the pass. Their rush EPA is 21st in the league. So I think they're very much more susceptible to the run than they are to the pass game. I think Dalvin Cook very much in play. He's actually, I'm going to pull up Alexander Madison's snap shares really quick here, but I know that he's actually been kind of getting used less and less, which is encouraging for Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, of course. Um, yeah. You get. Madison's snap shares have been below 20% three out of the last four games. So that's a very big change for when he was, you know, in the 30s, 25, 40 kind of area. Definitely. Um, let's hit on two more before we get out of here. One that we have to talk about every single week. We can't go. I mean, it's it's week 11. We can't stop now. But the Lions... We have to talk about secondary stacks with the Lions. 
Saquon, another pretty awesome spot. The dude had almost 40 carries last week against Amazing. the Texans. Um, Wandale is questionable. Kenny Galladay is in a coffin somewhere. And so there's not a lot going on on the, on the Giants side, and it's the Lions. Meanwhile, on the Lions side, DeAndre Swift had another quote today that was like, Oh God! I, you know, I'm this, things are bothering me or whatever. I, I forget mm-hmm. what he said, but you know, so he's going to be a 25% snap back, which doesn't really make me like Jamal Williams because they're giving work to three other total running backs besides him on the on the team. But it does open up Shaki Amon Ross St. Brown again, and you know, I, I get it on both sides of this game. There's there's some pretty appealing appealing plays probably more so for some secondary stacks i guess i could be talked into some daniel jones but i I, I, it's just a lions it's just a lions game again that uh is pretty appealing Mm -hmm. i think that darius slayton is also kind of like the one giants wide receiver and yeah i saw this in the comments too but i already had his player page pulled up here he's projected (laughs) below 10 percent ownership he's been leading the team in targets and routes the last few weeks like I think that he's the way to go if you want to skinny stack this game in a way that's going to be less chalky than Amon Ra and Saquon. Yeah. Uh, Amon Chalk St. Brown. <laughs> stack the, with Slayton. The Chalk God. That's his is interesting. Not, not the Sun God, the Chalk God. Exactly. It is interesting. That is an interesting that's an interesting way to go. I like it. I like it a lot. Of course, Saquon. Right, of course, Saquon. Yeah, yeah I'd like. Can we? You know what? You know what a great lineup to play is would be Josh Allen with Saquon and Dalvin Cook with Justin Jefferson and Diggs, and then but don't forget about you just have to leave Lam- the rest of your roster. Don't forget empty. about Lamb. Yeah, and then you can also play Hawkinson. <laughs> so you know, but but you save salaries to flex Donovan Peoples Jones. I think that's a great lineup to play. <laughs> Yeah, let me know where you might be at about know. sixty-five thousand in salary. <laughs> I'm down for that lineup if you can figure out. So Send good? it to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's better than some of the trash I've been playing for the last. Uh, <laughs> it's a great lineup <laughs> for the last few weeks. What about here? We go. Uh, you know, so Daniel Bellinger is is still out. What I'm just trying to think about this game and what if, what if the Giants need to throw the, the Lions have a capable offense this isn't like some slam everybody views most lions games like up oh, they're gonna get crushed and then amon ra is gonna catch a bunch of passes but like what if the lions score right the giants are not giants are not some juggernaut they kind of barely beat the texans last week what if it flips like are there any other giants besides slayton that uh are of interest because i mean no they don't they really don't have anybody in the past. Somebody's got to do something, right? Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, like, is there anything here that, you know, is kind of under the radar? You are essentially explaining why you need to be lower than consensus on exposure to this game. You understand what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're essentially explaining why this game isn't as cool as it seems. It seems kind of a cool game. Like, oh my God, St. Brown Barkley. But that's pretty expensive. You know, you're well, you're doing a lot of salary to a pretty shitty game mm-hmm. that has a lowish total. And the only reason the total is that high is because of the Lions. But it's based on the Lions when the, what they were doing a month ago. Right? Yeah, with Hawkinson and uh, I'm not, Swift and I'm I'm not co-signing much 
here. I know you're going to play mm-hmm. some 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 Barkley for sure. Yes. And some and Slayton's a fun salary saver. We've got a bunch of those guys, a bunch of those Nico Collins types. I mean, I would rather play Slayton over Nico Collins. Yeah. Agreed. Wouldn't you? He's a little Almost, more expensive. Yeah. Like, it's like but I would mean, hundred dollars different. Right. He's that's the thing with 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 Collins is he's much cheaper. Uh Paris Campbell is much cheaper. So what is Slayton's ownership? I haven't checked. Looking it can't like, be that high if he's 5K. Yeah, I see 8% on that Yeah, that's a nice thing. That's a nice thing about playing these guys at 5K that that have the the, the sort of tarnished brands is you can get them at a lower, lower, at least outside the top 10, where he's in a great spot. If there's one guy besides Barkley that's in a great spot in this game, it's him for sure. I am, man, I'm worried about the, the Lions doing anything. It's, oh man, it's at New York. It's yeah. so gross. Even their field is terrible. <laughs> like, it's just everything. It's so bad, you know? And they're going to be playing guys that have no business being on NFL fields. Is David Sills going to be out there? No, what's your, what's your, what, why do you hate uh, David Sills and Isaiah Hodgins and uh, Tom Kennedy and Brock Wright? What's your Tom problem with Kennedy is going to be out there. <laughs> Ask yourself how these guys actually make big plays in games that get you from the, you know, the 50 to the 35, from the 35 to the 20, and then you get to score a touchdown against NFL caliber defenses. Daniel Jones, naked bootleg for 80 yards, Matt. There, there's a, there's also a, a probability that they just, they fixate 100% of the defense's attention on Barkley and make Barkley's life miserable and him inefficient this week. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Let's start. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys. I mean, that's the thing. Like if I, if I had to say which game thinking about like, what is football right in and of itself? What is an offense? Right. <laughs> it's just hard for me to understand how this game, there's more points implied for both teams, right? The total than Bengals Steelers. It's just one of those things that I know the pace of play with the Lions. I get all that. It's just, I don't care how fast you play. If no one can do anything, you still have to punt. Yeah, that is that is true. I think as you talked that through, it did make me think if I were, God, we haven't really really landed on that many stacks, and we're going to keep talking about these secondary uh, stacks, but well, I we think... have one more in the in the can, assuming yes. that the Eagles receivers are healthy. But I think to kind of negate what you were talking about, if I wanted to play some of this game, because I do like Slayton and Amon Ra and Saquon and whatever, but I think that it's that Slayton Amon Ra pairing would be the one where it's like yes. Slayton can get home on the big play, right? And Amon Ra, Amon Ra can get home on a big play, but then if he gets pushed by the Slayton big play, right? It's kind of like what we always talk about with like that's, Tyreek Hill that's, and Lamar. Uh, that's something. That's how you can get to a 40. I mean, they're yeah. going to really struggle to score 44 points in this game. Yeah. If they so score I think 44 points, that's technically going under. So, but yes, 15 targets for Amon Ra St. Brown, very much in play. Target leader mm-hmm. for the week. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yep, I agree. So play uh, him, please. He's really good. And he's finally proven he's healthy. 
I don't even think he was. I was he was getting the targets a few weeks in a row without without the big plays. Now he's fine. I mean, this is so predictable with these guys coming off these high ankle sprains. It's like you, you could just yeah. close your eyes and know what their game logs are going to look like. And hey, ne- the next thing you're going to see from Amon Ra is the 15 target game. Yeah. I just hey, hey, pulled up the Go ahead, I just pulled up the Giants games this year. They've gone under this total of 45 in eight out of their nine games <laughs> this season. God bless it. Uh, How do I drop it. this we... mic? It's mounted. Oh. How do I drop it? <laughs> All right, enough enough of this stupid Giants game. Uh, let's talk about a good offense. Uh, the Eagles. Oh, e- Eagles Eagles are a lot more fun offense. And um, you want to talk about a team that uh, I feel pretty confident in a, in a stack where the ball is going, where the upside is. It's just, can you guys tell me if the Colts are going to push this Jalen Hurt? Like, this is the same wash, rinse, repeat for 11 weeks about the yes. Eagles. But now Dallas Goddard is out, which makes – it's it's kind of fascinating because a there are going to be as you saw when we ran through the optimizer some possible punt plays with a Grant Calcaterra, but there, and Quez also, Watkins and and Quez it opens up some punts but it also opens up more ceiling for the the two. It's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I listen. If you're listening, Dallas, you're great. I really <laughs> enjoy watching you play. You're an amazing player. I have so much of you in Dynasty. I was a huge believer. It was a weird thing where he had one of the great legendary individual days at the senior bowl before. I think he broke his hand at the scene. Something happened. Like he didn't participate in the combine. Like he was hurt because of the senior bowl was a shoulder, broke his shoulder, but something collarbone, something happened. But the Tuesday, the first day of practice, the senior bowl goes down as the legendary Dallas Goddard day where it was the greatest day against, you know, whatever high-level college competition anyone's ever seen at the Senior Bowl. Better than even Adam Troutman. <laughs> right? So, anyway, love this guy. Legend. Um, uh, but it is maybe the most convenient injury I've ever seen. <laughs> In that really just solidifies the target share for Brown and Smith. They no longer are going to be as volatile. They're going to smooth out their production week to week and increase their ceiling. And you bring in Calcaterra cheap and you bring in Quez Watkins. It's a a real, it's quite the boon. Yeah. I mean, would anyone be surprised if they turned into Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle 2.0? No. Not at all. Not in the, not in the least. Calcaterra is your Gasicki. Quez is your <laughs> your Trent Sherfield with a with a little more juice. Seems seems pretty logical to me. And I mean, but, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's your punt play wide receiver this week. Yeah, so how do you go about stacking this game, or are we just are we not worried about the Colts? How do you, how do you kind of view this one? Because um, old Jeff Saturday did come in. Shout out to him, by the way letting uh, uh and shout out to everyone for letting us get Jonathan Taylor at super low ownership. That was really fun last week, but you know, a, that's the way to it. Can you play JT as the bring back? Cause he, it's a weird dynamic similar to the bills. If I want to attack the Eagles, they're showing some 
being a, quite susceptible on the ground. But like from a game stack perspective, it's hard to wrap your brain around, right? A Chubb or a JT as a bring back or something. Um, can we play JT or is it Pittman or Paris Campbell? Or what, what do you guys think about the Colts? I think Paris Campbell is definitely the budget bring back. He's been absolutely crushing it. If you look at his last games with Matt Ryan, so you take out the two like Sam Ellinger starts and Paris Campbell's been just completely on fire. So, yeah. and he's only what I think 4,300 on DraftKings. I'm surprised his ownership's only at 5%. I mean, the Eagles have a very good defense, but Paris Campbell's also not exactly the guy that you're building your defensive game plan around. So I think he'll <laughs> still be able to get his targets. Yeah, the the lineup genius like Michael Pittman, you know, Michael Pittman's ownership is at a place where again, I'm always pleasantly surprised with how smart fantasy gamers are not overreacting to certain things like, you know, CB wide receiver matchups. So it 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 makes sense. Again, just as a person who understands how football works, when you remove the 66 250 pounds tackle from the middle of your defense and put him on IR and Jordan Davis, yeah, it's gonna be a lot easier to run on that team. But 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 they signed Indama King Sue with Linval Joseph. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. can stop the run five mm. years ago. Mm. Yeah, so Jonathan Taylor, love that as the potential run back. So yeah, it's yeah. So I've got Pittman, the numbers. In Campbell. Front of me. I mean, this is this is such a such a great game. Has all the salary savers, all the target consolidation you're looking for. I mean, this is a peach of a game. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up the game long for Paris Campbell, excluding the two Sam Ellinger starts, which I mean, curse you Jim Ursay for making that happen. (laughs) But in these last three games with Matt Ryan as his quarterback, he's had 32 targets in those three games. So let's go. Paris Campbell is feasting right now. Goodbye. Alec Pierce. Never Mm -hmm. knew you. (laughs) And it's just, it's he's, he's gone. I mean, Quez Watkins is a fringe play. So number three receivers are are not a factor. Tight ends are not a factor. This is what we want. There's no confusion. It's so easy. You've got Campbell. You've got Pittman. You've got Brown. You've got Smith. And you've also got two running backs. You've got an Eagles defense that's a lot softer up the middle. And you've also got, you can also play Miles Sanders. I don't like one, Miles one Sanders of, as much because it's a road game, but right. But and he's, not I think a, the, he's not a big, big time pass catcher. So that's what I'd like to see more from like a road running back, but a lot of plays and hurts. The, man. Um, the Colts defense is third best at stopping the run in EPA per play. And they're pretty league average against the pass. They're 12th in drop back EPA per play. So, I think that's another pretty strong case against Miles Sanders this week. In particular. I don't think we're playing much Miles Sanders, but I'm just saying like he's going to leak into some lineups and it's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, I right. think he's he's like a if it falls into a few of your lineups, I think it's it's I mean, matchup. I agree. I'm very, very much so more on the Eagles passing game here. But like if you ever just say in a game where the Eagles could and probably should absolutely dominate that you're just like. I have an Eagle on that team and you don't really care which one it is. Like, I think that that's, I think getting some of those guys in there is okay, totally I'm fine. wrong. What am I talking about? Miles Sanders has two targets the last four games. I was not aware yeah. of that. You need a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Holy but, shit. 
but Miles Sanders versus da- David Montgomery has chalk. Miles Sanders at two percent. That's all. Yes, I, 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 I no. I saying. thought the case for for Montgomery was that the, he has five catches in him. He does, but the team only throws twenty times. So oh Jesus have... Christ, though Miles Sanders is is. What do you think? I think he's, I I take everything back. I'm like I, I was like I'm all in on everyone getting touches in this game, and now I'm like, well, I didn't realize Miles Sanders was such a zero in the passing game recently. Holy. Who, who I think may not be a zero in, in the passing game. I know we already kind of talked about him, but I, I just wanted to start to put a bow, bow on it with the, with uh, this this game. J, JT, I, I want you guys to take on, we didn't see, you know, big pass. They were ahead, right? And pounding the rock, right? Doing all, but how quickly people are going to forget that not only is this a good matchup for JT on the ground, right? And Naheem the way Hines. the Colts, Naheem Hines is gone. Deion Naheem Jackson Hines, is there. baby. You'll never convince me that Deion Jackson is going to steal, like, going to step into the Naheem Hines role. I, I, I think Jeff Saturday is probably like, this is JT's show. And even if they fall behind, I think you could get seven, eight. It's a home game. At, right. This, this is, so this either is, way. The, this is, it's and actually, then, I think there's a very straightforward case that JT's a better play this week than Saquon. I think it's, it's a, I certainly like it. with ownership, certainly with ownership. Uh, Without factoring in ownership, just factoring in salary and you know potential upside given his usage, there's going to be more. I I can't believe it. Like the fact that there's only one more point that's supposed to be scored in this game versus uh, that game, Giants Lions. That Mm -hmm. that's shocking to me. That's that Mm -hmm. has that's like a glitch. Yeah, and Deion Jackson has been limited in practice this week, so he's probably trending in the right direction. But I think you're right. He's not Naheem Hines. He never will be. And then the um, pace of play splits for the Colts when they were playing Ellinger versus when Matt Ryan is their quarterback are very significant. They're running. They're running a lot more plays. They're throwing a lot more passes. Like it's just very easy to see how they project for more pass volume. And even at something like a you know nine, ten, eleven percent target share for JT, that could turn into five or six targets easily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, really like That's really cool. like JT again, a, and I don't think people are going to play him. It's, he, he's yeah. he's like we talked about like George Pickens, where it was like, you know, okay, you know, we just haven't seen what we thought we were going to see from this guy all year. That's what happened with JT. Just well, we got what we year. wanted last week. We're done uh, with last him. week. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you, and, you did and your job, JT. On. You did your job for us last week. Okay. Goodbye. Never mind that you were like the number one overall pick in fantasy all summer. <laughs> Pretty good, at, pretty good, pretty pretty good at football. But um, let's wrap with uh, what we usually wrap with, and you got to give the one, the one. T- this this week is tough. I feel like most of the time I can almost guess what I think you guys are going to say. I really don't have any idea. Also because you know there was some cold water and hot water being thrown and all 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 sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, Dario, no Dario, yeah, Dario. What uh, what's your your conviction take of the week? Ooh, I yeah, you said. So it is a tough week. I think that for me, like maybe I don't know, Matt. Do you tough. have anything? I'm, I'm like, no. Is... I I I almost said play Miles Sanders. I had no idea anyone was playing T Higgins. <laughs> I clearly, again, no show prep. I'm prepared. It's almost like I had a flat tire today. Yeah, I think and, that uh, didn't get I a chance that... to really dig in. Uh, you know, a little unprofessional, but I did have a thought about the overall which actually aligns exactly with this whole 
what happened, which is just go have fun this week. <laughs> just have there we fun. Go. Just play players we like. Just play Paris Campbell and DPJ and Pickens and just have fun with it. Go make, go have fun. Quez Watkins is fun, right? That's a fun play for a punt play, right? That's that's what you got to do this week is just go have fun. Yeah, I think in these last, you know, five minutes, we, I think we I've been talked pretty heavily into just double stack hurts again. The upside is going to be there for for A.J. Brown and for Devontae Smith. And, you know, we, there's so many options to like. Eagles are fun. Cowboys are fun. Bills yeah. are fun. It's all fun, man. <laughs> the Bengals are fun. Bengals, Bengals, Steelers, skinny stacks are fun. These are all fun stuff. I'm going to piggyback on both of yeah. those. And, and you know, the the, the funness is uh, 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 funny. But also, when you kind of do take a step back and you say, Dario, and none of us could come up with a thing where you're like, that's the thing this week, right? And when we went through all those lineups with the optimizer and looked at, and every time the running backs came up, we were like, ugh, ugh. Mm. So everybody's going to have this, this same approach. Everybody's going to have these gross running backs. We're going to be jamming, you know, Saquon in with all the same, you know, everybody's going to play whatever Paris Campbell or whoever cheap tight ends to get this play. The fun guys, George Pickens, Jonathan Taylor, Devonta Kyle Smith, Pitts, Kyle Pitts, play green these fun light guys. to go have fun with all these guys, all these rookies we loved or second year players. We thought were big breakouts. This also feels like the week that we're finally going to get our, we're finally going to get our delayed breakouts for some guys we really love. Don't forget about the sexy receivers, the sexy tight ends we love. Play them. Go have fun. Jonathan Taylor. Like, yeah, Cowboys. I, I really do think, though, like, like legit being serious, the edge in these weeks when everybody's jamming, David Montgomery and you know Ze you know Zeke's getting spit into the optimizer and mixing and like you know it's gross right then you the actual edge is being like look I know Pickens hasn't broke out yet but I also know that it's coming play that dude Kyle Pitts hasn't broke out yet play that dude right it, C Higgins hasn't done it yet without Jamar Chase play T but but it's happened it's gonna happen you know play those guys because the rest of the field is just for whatever reason not not getting to them i really believe that that's the edge you can take that however you want it that could be the cowboys that could be the eagles that could be the Bengals, right that could be a lot of different guys but i think that's when we get to sunday once the ownership settles in that's that's where you want to take take your mm -hmm. tournament teams all right we're gonna get out of here Thanks for hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun. I feel a lot better about this slate about this slate now than I did uh, before we started. Hopefully, Matt's car can uh, uh, survive. Uh, we'll see how it goes <laughs> next week, and we'll get a, a proper update, and maybe he'll learn how to change a tire between now and then. But for Sosa and for, for, <laughs> for the three of us, we'll see you guys in week 12. <laughs>